0: Athabimsha sargaha. Tasvimstukur shavya Arta shabdo mahanjagye strinaman tafpuretada. Kritye shvachodita pitra sarvasyan tafpurasyacha. Gatishchasaranam chasit saramodya pravatsyati. Kausalya yathayukto yukto jananyam bartate sada. Athaiba vartates masujan ma prapritira ghavaha. Nakrudhatya vishapto bhikrothani yani varjayam. Krudhan prasadayan sarvansa itodya pravatsyati. Abudhirbhata no raja lokam charatyayam. Yogatim sarvabhutanam parityajatira ghavam. Iti sarvamahishyasta vivatsa ibadhe Patima chukrushushchaapi sasvanam chapi chukrushuhu. Sahi cham tafpure gora marta shabdam mahi pattihi. Putrashoka bi santap kashrutva vialiyatasane. Ramasthu brushamayasthu nishvasan nivakunjaraha. sahito bhratra maturan tafpurambashi. So pashyat purushantatra paramapujitam. Upavish Tangrahadva Retish Phataschaparan Bahuna, Drashtwaiva Tuta Dharamante Sarve Samu Pastitaha, Jayena Jayatam, Shreshtham Varthayam Tesmaraghavam, Pravishya Prathamam, Kaksjam Vitiya Yam da Darsha Sah, Brahhan, Veda, Sampanam, Vradhan, Radnabisatkurtan, Pranamya Ramastan, Vradham, Stratiya Yam da Derisha Sah. Striya balascha vruddhascha dvara rakshanatat para. Vardhayatva prahrishtastav pravishya striyaha. Nyavedayan tatvaritam brahma matu priyantada. Kausalya devi ratrim samahita. Prahate chakarot pujam vishnov putrahitaishini. Sakshaumavasanahrishta nityam brata parayana. Agni-johotya-smatada-mantra-vat-kṛta-mangala Praviśyatutadāraamo-māturantav-puraṁ-shubhaṁ Dadarśamātaraṁ tatra-hāvayantīm-hutāśanam Devakārya-nimittanchatatrā-paśyat-samudyatam Dadhyakṣat-gṛtaṁchaiva-moda-kānha-viśas-tatha sukla Samidhah koorna kumbhamscha dadarsha raghunandana Thaam Vrata Yogena Karishitam, karshitam Tarpayanti inda darshadhya devatam varavarninim Saachirasyatma jandhrushtva matrananda namagatam Abhicakra masamhrushta kishoram Varavayatha, vayatha Samataram upakranta mupasangrihyara Parishvaktas ca bahubhyam avaghratas murdhani Tabuvacha duradhar raghavam sutama atmanaha Kausalya Putravat salya didam prayahitam vachaha Vridhanam dharmasheelanam raja arshinam mahatmanam Praapnuhyayushcha kirtyam cha dharman pyuchitam kule Satya pradigyam pitaram raja nam pasya raghava Adyayvatvāṁ sadharmātmāyauva rājye bhishekśyati Dattamāsana mālabhyabhoja nēnani mantritaḥ Mātaram rāgha vahkincet Sasvabhāva vinītascha gaura vāccha tathānatah Prasthitodanda kāraṇyamā prashtum upachakrame Devino nanna jāniṣe mahadbhaya upasthitam Idantavacha dukaya vaide, ya lakshmanasya cha, gamishedan da karanyam kimane nasanename, Vishtarasana yogyo hikalo yamma mupasthitaha, Chatur dashe varishane vatsya vijanevane, Kandamula palayir jeevan hitva munivadamisham, Banataya maharajo yauvarajyam prayachati. Maampunardanda karanyam viva sagetitapasam. Sashat chastauja varshani vatsyami vijanevane. Aseva mano vanyani palamulaischavartayam. Sani karteva salasya yashtif parasunavane. Papata sahasa devi deva teva deva shtivta. Tamadukhojitan rishthva patitan kadali Ramastu tapayamasamataram gata chetasam Upavrutiyo tita and dinam barabamivavahitam Pamsuguntita sarvangim vimamarisha japanina Saraghavamupasina vasukharta sukochita Uvachapurushavyaghavamupashrunvati lakshmane Yeti Nasbadu Kamatobuyaf Pashya Mahama Prajaha, Eka Evahi Vandhyaya, Shoko Babatimana Saha, Apraja Smith Santapo, Nachyanya Futravidyate, Nadrashtapur Vankalyanam, Sukamba Patipa Urjeh, Apiputrevi Pashya, Mitira Ma Maya, Sabahunya Manodnani Vakyan, Irada Yachidam. Aham shrooshya sapatni nama varana ampura sati Ato dhukha dharam kinnu pramada nama bhavishyati Mama shoko vilapascha yadrshoyamanam takaha Tvayisannihite pyeva mahamasan nirakruta Kimpunaf proshiteta tadhruvam maranamevahi Atyantam nigrihitasvibhartar nityama sammata Parivarena kaikeya Samavapyatavara, Yohimam sevate kaścidapi vāpya nubartate Kaikeya putra manvīkṣya sajanona bhibhāṣate Nitya krodhata yātasyāh kathannu Kaikeya vada nandrashtum putra shakṣya midurghata Dasha sapta cha varshāni jātasyata अतितानि अिप्रकांक्षंत्यांया दुख करिक्षय। तदक्षयम Anders के नौ। ताहाीन। भिप्रकारंसे भति Ilाम्लिकियंच्तर्��는 οποन् bạn 91 रिखु Agora अपश्यम्रिन भामुखं परि पूर्णा शिक्प्रभं। इक्रिप्वन औरर्तक्रिन Dukhasambardhito sam vardhito moham tvam hi Ma gatayam Sthiram-no-hurdayam-manyemame-danyan-nadir-yate Pravrushiva-mahanadya-sprashtam-koolan-navam-vasa vanonam maranam na vidyate nachavakashosti yedam Yedam-takodyaiva-namam-jihir-shate-prasahyazim-orudatim-hrikimiva Sthiram hinonam hrudayam amayasam nabhidyate yad bhuvino vidheer yate Ane na dukhkhye na chadeha marpitam dhruvam maranam navidyate, Yidam tu dukhkham yada narthakani me vratanidana nicha sanyamaaschahi Tapascha taptam yada patyakam yaya sunishphalam Erikale Maranam Yadrachaya lapeta guschet guru dukkarishitaha Gatahamadjeva pareta samsadam binat vaya denu ribat maje nabai Atapikimjee bitamadjame brutha tvaya binachandra nibana naprapa Anavrajishya mevanant vayaiva goes sudurbala Phrushama-sukham-marshita-tada-pahu-vilalapa-samikshya-raagha-vam Yasa-nam-upanisham-yasa-mahatsutam-e-vadhadham-avekshya-kinnari avekshya kinnari ityar se shrima dramayane Ayodhya-kande-vimshas-saggaha
1: the inmates of the Gynesium burst into a piteous wail extolling the prince's virtues. Mother Kausalya embraces and pronounces her benedictions on Sri Rama as the latter approaches her and falls at her feet. On being apprised of the circumstances that had brought him there, she falls to the ground overwhelmed with grief and weeps bitterly expressing her deep sorrow. The moment Sri Rama, a veritable tiger among men, issued forth from the Gynecium with joined palms, a loud and pathetic lament arose from the mouth of the ladies of the Gynecium. The same Sri Rama who used to attend to all the affairs of the Gynecium, unenjoined by his father, and who was our resort and protector till now, will go into exile today. Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, has since his very birth Ever been attentive to us precisely to the same degree as he is to his mother, Kausalya. He who did not feel angry even though spoken harshly to, avoided words provoking anger in others, and appeased all who were angry with him, will go into exile from this place today. Alas, this foolish king of ours who is foregoing Sri Rama, the support of all living beings is bringing destruction to the entire living creation. In this way, all those queens not only decried their husband, but also wailed loudly like cows bereft of their calves. Hearing the frightful and piteous wail in the kinesium, the king, who was sore stricken with grief over the impending separation from his eldest son, actually hid himself under the bedsheets, in the couch for sheer shame and woe. Deeply afflicted to find his near and dear ones plunged in grief, Sri Rama, who was noted for his self-control, proceeded for his part to his mother's apartments along with his younger brother Lakshmana, drawing a deep audible breath like an elephant. He saw seated at the entrance of the section of the gynecum reserved for kausalya, the aged and most respected chief of porters, and many other porters, standing. The moment they beheld Sri Rama, all flocked to his side and hailed the scion of Raghu, the foremost of the victorious, with shouts of victory. Having passed through the first gate, he saw at the second elderly brahmanas, well versed in the Vedas and highly respected by the emperor. Bowing low to the aforesaid elders, Sri Rama beheld at the third gate females and girls as well as aged men, intent upon guarding the entrance. Felicitating the prince on his projected installation as prince regent and entering the chamber occupied by Empress Kausalya, the women, who felt extremely delighted to behold Sri Rama, promptly broke the delightful news to Sri Rama's mother on that occasion having passed the night in religious observances queen Kausalya for her part had started offering worship to lord vishnu seated in the orb of the sun at daybreak wishing well of her son having performed some propitious rites Kausalya, who was clad in silk and was ever given to sacred observances was causing oblations to be poured by the priests into the sacred fire at that time with the chanting of sacred texts. Entering forthwith the beautiful chamber of Kausalya, his mother, Sri Rama actually saw there his mother causing oblations to be poured into the sacred fire. He also saw kept ready at hand for the worship of the gods there, curds, unbroken grains of rice and ghee, as well as balls of sweetmeat and oblations to be poured into the sacred fire shri rama the delight of the raghus further beheld parched grains of paddy white flowers milk boiled with rice and sugar rice cooked with sesame seeds sticks of sacrificial wood and jars full of rice he saw the fair complexioned Kausalya, clad in white silk and emaciated through persevering in fasting and gratifying the deity with an offering of water Overjoyed to behold her son, the delight of his mother come to her after a long time, she went forward to meet him as a mare would run to meet her foal. Sri Rama, a scion of Raku, stood clinging to his mother with his arms placed round her neck as she approached him and was in return folded in her arms and smelt at the head as a token of motherly affection. Out of affection for her son, Kausalya addressed the following delightful and at the same time wholesome words, a rare combination, to her son, the celebrated Sri Rama, a sign of Ragu, who was hard to assail. May you attain the age and renown of ancient royal sages of virtuous conduct and possessing a noble soul and acquire virtue worthy of your race. Please go and see, O of Raghu, your royal father, who is true to his promise. That pious soul is going to install you in the office of Prince Regent this very day. Merely touching the seat offered by the Empress when invited to breakfast and distending a bit of the hollow of his joint palms, Sri Rama, O of Raghu, began to speak as follows. About to start on his long journey to the Dandaka forest, Sri Rama, who was modest by nature and was likewise bent low with reverence, proceeded to take leave of his mother in the following words. Surely you do not know, O godly lady, that a great calamity is imminent. What I am going to reveal to you will cause you agony no less than to Sita, a princess of Bideha, and to Lakshmana. I am just going to proceed to the Dandaka forest, what shall I do with this bejeweled seat? Time has now arrived for me to occupy a mat of kusha grass. Indeed, for 14 years I shall actually live in a lonely forest subsisting like ascetics on bulbs, roots and fruits and giving up royal fare. The emperor is conferring the office of Prince Regent on Bharata and exiling me the tandaka forest as an ascetic on the other hand as such i shall live in a lonely forest for six years and eight wearing the barks of wild trees and living on fruits and roots hearing this unpalatable news the said queen fell all at once to the ground like a bough of a fir tree in the forest severed with an axe and lying unconscious shone like a goddess fallen from heaven seeing his mother who did not deserve suffering fallen unconscious like a banana tree Sri Rama for his part lifted her up he brushed the dust with his own hands off the person of his distressed mother who had all her limbs covered with it like a mare that had just been made to carry a heavy load and had risen after rolling on the ground. Stricken with agony, Kausalya, who deserved happiness, spoke as follows to Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, a tiger among men standing by her side within the hearing of Lakshmana. Had you not been born, my son, this would have certainly caused grief to me in the shape of issuelessness, O of Raghu. Even if childless, I would not have experienced the present agony caused by separation from a grown-up and married son greater than the former. Indeed, there is only one mental anguish for a barren woman, the feeling that she is issueless. There is certainly no other agony to her, my son. No good fortune or happiness was enjoyed by me in the past through the effort of my husband. Hope was, however, entertained by me, O Rama that with my son in power I might see both in abundance Senior most though I am of all the queens I shall in my present plight as separated from you hear many unpalatable words from my junior co-wives who will rend my heart thereby What can possibly be more painful than this for the fair sex? The kind of grief and lamentation that has now fallen to my lot is unending Even with you by my side, I have been despised. How much more shall I be despised when you are away, O dear child? Surely my death is but inevitable. Not esteemed by my husband, I have always been greatly snubbed by him. I have been treated on a par with or even on a lower footing than Kaikei's servants whosoever serves me or even speaks kindly to me would no longer speak to me on perceiving bharata reduced to a bad plight my son how shall i possibly be able to cast my eyes on those lips of Kaikeyi, uttering harsh words due to her being constantly angry ten and seven years have been spent by me since you were born for a second time in the shape of investiture with the sacred thread keenly desiring the end of wars, O Sain of Raghu. Though worn out with age, I am unable to suffer for a long time that great agony in the shape of the contumely of my co-wives, which knows no end, O Sion of Raghu. Unable to behold your countenance, possessing the splendour of the full moon and dragging a wretched existence, how shall I survive, distressed as I already am? In vain, indeed, have you been brought up through great hardships with the help of a number of fasts and meditations on the various gods involving much toil, unlucky as I am. I conclude this heart of mine to be hard enough inasmuch as it does not get riven any more than the bank of a large river like the holy Ganga, even though washed by the new waters in the rainy season. Surely there is no death for me nor is there room for me in the abode of Yama, the god of punishment, as is evident from the fact that death does not feel inclined to carry me away by force as a lion would carry away a wailing doe. My hard heart is most certainly made of steel, inasmuch as it does not break under pressure of grief, nor is the body overcome with its anguish, torn into pieces even on falling to the ground. Undoubtedly, death does not come out of time this is all the more painful that my sacred observances and gifts as well as courses of self-discipline are of no use and the asceticism practiced with intent to do good to my child has proved utterly unfructuous like a seed sown in barren soil if anyone afflicted with great suffering could meet with death at one's sweet will even before time I would certainly, like a cow bereft of its calf, depart to the court of Yama in your absence this very day. Even if there is no death, life without you is of no consequence and therefore useless, O Rama, wearing a moon-like splendour on your countenance. Though very feeble, I shall, like a cow following its calf through ardent longing, definitely proceed with you to the forest. Pondering over the terrible calamity that was going to befall her as a result of her son's exile, and perceiving Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, bound by a sense of duty to his father, Pausalya, who was unable to bear the intense suffering, wailed a lot, even as a Kinnara woman would, on finding her son made captive. Thus ends Canto Twenty in the Ayodhya Kanda, of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a rishi and the oldest epic.